0: Do you have solo economic dependency? That is, if you aren't working, you aren't making money.
1: The Art of Passive Income podcast is the solution.
2: Discover passive income models so you can enjoy life on your own terms. Let freedom ring.
1: Hey, it's Mark Podolski, the Land Geek, with your favorite niche real estate website, www.thelandgeek.com. And for this week's round table panel, we've got Eric Peterson, all the way from beautiful Tennessee, Tate Litchfield in Las Vegas, Nevada, which I think we should discuss a little bit. Uh, Scott Todd, by the way, if you don't know, Scott Todd's got a few websites. Scott Todd.net, LandMoto.com. And most importantly, if you're not automating your Craigslist and your Facebook postings, PostingDomination.com forward slash geek. Today's Podcast is actually sponsored by postingdomination.com forward slash the land geek for our roundtable podcast. Thank you, Scott, for generously uh, sponsoring us. And last but not least, he's wicked awesome, all the way from Haverhill, Massachusetts. You did it right. I did it right. See, I'm learning. It's wicked awesome that I'm learning. I'm going to get some clam chata with Mike Zeno, the Zen Master. Mike, how are you?
3: I'm fantastic. Get to see you guys in
1: a few days. I know I'm, I'm so excited for uh, for boot camp. And Scott already has a host of restaurants slated for us. I'm very excited. None of them involving Panera Bread.
2: None of them.
1: None of them. So it's going to be great. It's going to be great. All right. So the panel. Let's talk about uh, off. Like you know, Scott, tell the story about an offer. And this we see a lot, by the way. Uh, with, with sending out offers
2: you know, and kind of prejudging them? So I'm looking at an offer. Like I'm looking at like this list. And on this list, it shows me how much they bought the property for, right? So I'm looking at this property, Mark, where the person bought the property here for, um, for $80,000, okay? Now they bought it some time ago. And uh, they probably overpaid us it. in the peak. And But it's on there. It shows me it's $80,000 is what they paid. And I'm about to mail them an offer for $6,407. And in your mind, like your mind tells you that there's no way that they're going to accept $6,407 for something they paid $80,000 for, right? So, you know, I know a lot of people struggle. Like, do you mail? Do you scrub them from your list? What do you do? Eric Peterson. What do you do?
4: Well, um, you know, I, I tend not to look at that information if I have it. Um, yeah, I just kind of ignore that column. Um, but I think that I would still mail them, you know, I mean, what's the worst that can happen. They're going to call you and yell at you. Um, you know, we get that all the time anyways. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the cost of a stamp. no big deal. Uh, yeah, I'd mail them.
1: Big Papa Tate Litchfield.
4: Yeah,
0: what I'm would definitely, you do? I'm going to mail them. I mean, you never know what their situation is, right? Maybe they need a tax loss. You don't know. And you won't know unless you drop an offer in the mail. And like Eric, I don't, I don't spend a ton of time looking at that either. I mean, I figure they're either going to play ball with me or they're going to yell at me. So it doesn't matter to me.
1: Yeah. How about you, Zen Master?
0: i delete that column. I would tell
3: somebody right away, don't even look at it. Um, It's just that can lead uh, many people, especially new, into the uh, old paralysis by overanalysis. They're going to really start wigging out and second-guessing themselves. Um, So I, I would think that in the beginning, that's something that, especially in the beginning, if not always, just take that column and delete it. And who cares?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know what's so know. funny about that is I think it hurts everybody having that <clears throat> column. I think it hurts uh, people like me who've been doing this forever, and I think it hurts the newbies. Here's a good example, right? Jeff Axton bought a 640 acre parcel for 15 grand. I would never offer that low for 640. Like I just like I'm trapped by expertise. I'm like oh well, you know I know the market and I've seen the comps, and 32,000 seems about right, and that's you know 25 cents of the dollar. He got it for 15,000 just out of naivete. Just by being in Haverhill and just not knowing anything, right? Oh, I think I guess I just I just saw off of fifteen thousand. Like, are you kidding me? But he got it. So that's the thing. It's like you just have to send out offers, and and sometimes it's a huge advantage not knowing, right? Um, the fact that Eric Peterson didn't know this horrible seller that I was dealing with in Colorado, he didn't care. He just, you know, got the deal right from out from under me because I stopped dealing with him because i didn't like him right um and so it's just the naivete and uh I, I think that that could be an advantage but if you're not naive and you're looking at the data and you're prejudging it analysis by paralysis or paralysis
2: I should say paralysis by analysis can take you hold
1: scott todd any, anything else you want to talk
2: about no, i think that i think it's i think that's right i mean i think that you know it's easy it's easy to make decisions and prejudge i mean it's the same way like when when you're buying something or, or selling something you, know, you look at something and you put yourself in that person's shoes but you have no idea what where they're walking or where they are i mean I mean in this case yeah they paid eighty thousand dollars and they may have they may regret that every single day for the rest of their lives, right? Like, and that's, but you know what? Maybe, maybe they need $6,407 or maybe they need $6,500 right now to pay the tax man or to something else, right? Like it's just in, like in Monopoly, sometimes you have to sell stuff at a loss and that's just the way that it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh,
1: let's go on to our next topic. Unless there's something else we want to talk about with that topic. Oh, should, like we move, should we move on? Sure. Yeah. All right. So this is something that comes up a lot. What makes or what qualifies or what qualification should you have when you're looking to hire a VA? Eric Peterson, what do you look for?
4: Well, typically I'm going to post an ad um that basically describes the task or the job that I want them to do. Um, and I'm going to have them submit a cover letter and, you know, um maybe answer a couple of questions that ap- apply to that particular job. And um as far as qualifications, I mean, you know, for example, if it's scrubbing a list, I mean, I'm going to want to make sure they can do Excel and, and different things like that, but I don't spend a whole lot of time I guess digging into those details. What I do instead is you know, take a look at the replies that come in and um, pick what, you know, the the few that seem to be the best um, and offer them a trial um, and just get started on, you know, with two or three of them, let them try out the work, see how it goes for both of us. And then we go from there. Scott Todd, what do you think of that answer?
2: I like it. I mean, I think, that, uh, I think that, again, I think that people over analyze stuff and, uh, when, in fact, you just, just kind of take action and lean into it, right? Yeah, yeah. Mike Zeno, how about you?
3: Yeah, the, I mean, the proof's going to come in that job performance. So definitely, <clears throat> you want to make sure they have the requirements of what you're looking for, but uh, don't hesitate. Give them some tasks, and you just got to watch them, and it's a relationship you develop over time. truly is. I mean, sometimes people ask about whether or not, you know, how do you hire a trustworthy uh, VA? Well, you hire a VA and then they become trustworthy. It's not that they are trustworthy from the beginning. I mean, they may be, but we don't know, right? It's like when you meet someone for the first time, that level of trust has to be established. So, That just comes over time. I mean, so you can build, uh, you know, the idea that this person is reputable in what they do maybe in a month or so, right? But to develop the deep level trust to give them, you know, deeper, uh, you know, um, access into your business, stuff like that takes time. You know, it's going to take time and performance.
0: It's a relationship.
1: Absolutely. It's a relationship. Uh, Tate Litchfield, how about you?
0: Yeah, Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, it takes time and hiring a VA you never know. People surprise me all the time. I think, ah, this person's not going to be the right one for the job or they they might not have any experience doing this. And you spend half hour with them and they get it and report back to you. And it's like, oh, fantastic. You exceeded my expectations. So you got to give everybody a chance. And uh, when you find somebody that's really, really good, make sure you hang on to them, treat them right.
1: Yeah. You know what someone should do is start a business that has pre-trained CAs yeah, yeah. to save you all that time and energy posting an ad <laughs> on upwork, Dude, hiring yeah. them, interviewing them, then training them and like where we find someone out. like this though? I, hey, I, buddy, I wish
4: I wish there was a, a way that we could I just would BAs dot the land geek.
2: No. <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking dot <laughs> No,
1: no. I, I, I couldn't imagine that anybody would have the <laughs> The skill set, the intelligence, the, the, the mental fortitude the to go looks. through that much pain, to train that many people. Oh, wait a second. Someone did do that. Danielle Dival. She did it. VAs.thelandgeek.com. Uh, we have pre trained VAs ready to go at your disposal. I think we're taking like five more people on next month. You know, we, we have uh, space now in the Philippines. Like, I, I, I love the fact that like, I'm employing all these people now.
2: It it feels great.
1: I Scott, gonna, Scott, are you
2: going to are you gonna go to the Philippines and like uh look at the operation and you know? I would love
1: to. My wife is really not happy about me going there. So
2: <laughs> you know it's stranger I mean, danger. You you have to be gone like I don't know, two weeks or something, right?
1: I know. And Irv Irv Siegel uh like has a place there. Like I have a place to stay even. What? He's got like a condo. He's got condos there. Like nice, like in in Manila. I'm not sure. I, I don't think our office is in Manila, but it's like just south of that. Man, Tay,
2: it's your global.
1: Well, Tay would go with me. He's he's like a world class
2: traveler. Yeah, I'll definitely. go with you, man. I'll go with you. You can you go with you me. Can fly fly him. Scott yeah. can fly yeah, us there. Fly no, no, no. I can't fly. It. <laughs> Come on, <Scott. laughs> no, 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 no. I'll pay
0: for gas. Yeah. Yeah. No. I
2: no. <laughs> no, you don't want that. Trust me. We need a little yeah, bit more yeah. training for that, huh?
1: Um, not not to ruin the mood, but I do think we needed to talk about Tate in Vegas. Tate lives in Vegas. We had a horrible, horrific tragedy, another horrific tragedy. And, um, you know, he was actually personally affected by it. Do you want to tell the story, Tate?
0: Yeah. I mean, I live probably about seven miles away from the Mandalay Bay. So this is an area that uh, I know personally and I'm, uh, I call Vegas home. I've called it home for, you know, 15 years now, give or take. And, um, we were deeply, it's just been a a terrible act. But it's, it's been really amazing to see our community come together and the support of, you know, our firefighters and the SWAT and the police, police department. I mean, they've, they've really gone above and beyond the call of duty. But unfortunately, you know, I do have a couple of friends who, uh, were, were injured and I do have a good friend of mine who lost uh, two of their best friends there with them so it's uh struck a little close to home for me and uh, it's been really tragic but the communities really come together and uh, you know we're gonna get through it and the country will get through it and uh, if anything it made me seriously reflect on how grateful I am to you know have what I do and work the way that I do because I was able to go inside and spend the day with my family and and just really embrace them so it's been a it's been a humbling experience and a somber one for our for our city but yeah
1: yeah Scott we're gonna say
2: no I was just gonna say it's you know it's um it's terrible like you know the Pulse nightclub I didn't live in I didn't live in Orlando at the time but obviously I lived in Florida and you know when when I did live in Orlando at one time and so I knew where that place was um, You know, and so when something like that happens, it really does like shake the core of, you know, the, the community and even you, cause you're like, man, it's like right there. Like maybe I, maybe I would have been at that concert if, you know, like, I don't know, like, you know, you you don't know where you would be if you were in a certain city. Um, But I know it's, it's always like, you know, it's, it's crazy what, you know, when you start to think about like what could happen, but well, um, you know, to, I mean, to, I'm glad you're okay. And you know, Sorry to hear yeah. about your friends.
0: You know, it's uh, it was interesting. Our community, we immediately, once it happened, the, the community responded and they asked for people to come donate blood. And I went down to donate yesterday and the line to even donate blood at the four facilities in Vegas was, there was like a nine hour wait. And I went and, and they actually turned me away and said, make an appointment online and come back next week. And I tried to log on and make an appointment and, they're not accepting reservations to walk in until next week, middle of next week at this point. So, you know, our community is going to get through it and, uh, you know, hopefully we can stop the needlessness, you know, the senseless acts of violence in the world. Yeah.
1: But I think the, the interesting thing about all these, you know, sort of existential crises that, you know, we go through in life and, you know, witnessing the horrific tragedies or even just, Sort of the the randomness of it all, like someone getting just struck with cancer one day. Um, I think that out of that comes sort of this, like what you said, Tay, like this this depth of gratitude for every single moment in your life. You know, and you know, I do joke with Mike about being the Zen master, but it's there is something that is uh, there's a sort of tranquility in 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 Mike that. You know when you have that you're not sort of lost in the day-to-day and you can just you know enjoy something as simple as breathing in and breathing out right and and, and having that gratitude um i think can add sort of a the, a layer of of tranquility a layer of uh, uh of happiness in it in, in essentially to your life and um i'm getting really into stoic philosophy and what they would do is they would do a lot of negative visualization so When they would kiss their wife, they would kiss their kids, they would then visualize them, that'd be the last time they'd kiss them, right? And then when they woke up, the next day, they were so grateful to have them there next to them. And and just, uh, again, it all comes kind of down to to gratitude. Um, Mike, anything you want to add to that?
3: No, I think you're hitting it right. It's just um, you know, things that happen such as this in Vegas and what Scott was talking about and just you know i see a lot of things just day uh day to day in the fight department you know people suffering and dying of all different ways and it does cause you to you know to reflect upon uh what's important right and so i definitely uh i totally agree you know it, it's you see what people don't have and you realize what you do have and that's gratitude right and hopefully you can have it again tomorrow but who knows so yeah i totally agree
1: yeah i mean it's 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 interesting we're just not wired that way and there's good reasons why we're not wired that way because otherwise nobody would get anything done right yeah. but we we're, we're sort of wired to like you know hustle and go out and do more and and you know like kind of just you know compare and contrast and compete and you know what gets lost in that is sort of the the simpler things in life because we are so fragile and uh it's just you know, what I, that's kind of what I love about our land investing niche is that it does allow you uh, both things in life, right? It allows you that passive income piece so that you can really go out and work with people you want to work with, you know, live where you want to live and, and do what you want to do on your own terms and have that total freedom and that total flexibility once the passive income exceeds your fixed expenses. Um, I don't know a better way of achieving it with less headache. I'd, I'd be open to it. If Eric Peterson has any ideas, but I don't know if he does. Eric, is anything better? No, no, I don't think so. Not even life insurance? I used to think it was (laughs) life insurance.
2: Because life insurance
1: is just an idea. You don't have to go out and buy anything.
4: Yeah, I don't. I'd rather deal in land than life insurance. I don't know.
2: I I do like the idea. It's a physical thing. I like the idea, Mark. Of the uh, never could figure out how to do pull it off though. The the warranty on electronics, right? Like, hey, hey buy this electronic, and uh, you know, we'll give you uh, you know some money if it if it breaks. You know, you pay us like twenty dollars or a hundred dollars. Like Apple Care, right? Like Apple Care has got to be like a massive revenue source for Apple. That's a great business. Our warranties. Yeah.
1: I agree. How about factoring? Factoring's a great business. Yeah, that's good too. Yeah, nothing physical there. There's all these little niches out there. But as far as, you know, all those things are concerned, that takes tremendous amounts of capital to get going. Where I think, like, life insurance doesn't, you know, you just get hired by a life insurance company. Get trained. In land investing, you just listen to a couple podcasts. Or go to flight school. Get trained. Anyways...
3: Yeah, but the, also the beautiful thing about the land is it's – I think it's empowering. You create this yourself of your own volition, your own act, actions. You, from literally nothing, you can create this business, you know. So it's not like you're being hired by somebody. So it's got that whole other aspect that it is passive, but you create yourself. And that's – I think it's a very empowering as opposed to being hired by somebody and given – you know, now go sell life insurance, right? Uh,
1: yeah, no, I, I agree. And also the fact that the worst case scenario, unlike you know, a warranty business or a factoring business, is you own an actual an asset. You yes. own raw land. That's not a bad worst case scenario, especially if you're buying at 25, 30 cents a dollar. Where if you started a factoring business, well, you've got nothing at the end of it if it doesn't go well. And another factoring company comes in, and swallows you up. You've got nothing there. Uh, you know, Same thing with, uh, say, the warranty business uh, essentially. So, um, but let's, let's move on to our last topic, shall we? This is a fun one. Let's do. Let's get to know the geeks a little bit more. So people who listen to the podcast, (laughs) they they feel like they know us, but do they really, really know us that well? So I'm going to go around and ask the panel to tell us something that, what don't we know about you to get to know you a little bit better? Eric Peterson, what don't we know about you?
4: All right well, I mean where to start but uh no i mean i guess the the one thing that that comes to mind is um uh prior to to starting land investing um and i i actually still work with my father in law now but um but prior to starting land investing, i was um working with him and uh i helped to uh renovate the mama cash house here in Tennessee. Um, he had purchased, um, this house, which was across the street from Johnny cash's house that, that burnt down in Hendersonville, Tennessee. And, uh, the prior owners had basically, uh, just painted over a bunch of stuff and and really just made a mess of it. Um, so he purchased this house and he wanted to take it back to its original state. And, um, so I kind of was his, uh, go between on that and, uh, worked with all the contractors and and kind of rehab the whole thing, start to finish with them. And, um, so that was, that was kind of a fun project and interesting project that we did. And, um, then more recently, um, he acquired, Johnny Cash's um, farm in Benaqua, Tennessee, and we turned that into a museum um, and a concert venue. So um, just kind of two interesting things I've been involved in here.
1: That is really cool. Favorite Johnny Cash song?
4: Um, wow. Probably, Probably one piece at a time. That. One piece at a time? How does that go? Yeah. It's about... Uh, Oh no, second. Cadillac factory. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Just... I like that song.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's a good song. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on Apple right oh, now. On. That's One. great,
4: man. Yeah, like because he
2: <laughs> Yeah, but
4: I am so really and we, we and have that car at the museum actually. Really? So, yeah, it exists and it's it's out there in Banaca. So it's pretty cool. Did you guys
1: hear it? Yeah, yeah. This
2: is this is a good song, Mark. Mike Zeno is in heaven.
0: Yeah, Mike, Mike loves this.
1: I, I I like the Folsom Prison Blues song.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what about a boy named Sue? That one's awesome. Oh, boy yeah. great. He
1: he's kind of underrated, isn't he? Johnny Cash. Or not? I don't know.
0: I I think it
4: depends on on who you talk to. I mean, or where you live, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's pretty big here in Tennessee. So I,
1: I love the movie Walk the Line.
4: Yeah, I think he's actually part of the Highway Man. He is. he is. He yes. is.
2: You should be in heaven, Dominic. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> I'm going to have to, to come every like, night. Every I'm night gonna, I listen to you. I'm going <laughs> to come pick you up, Mike, and fly you down to Tennessee so you can go to the farm. That's it. <laughs> All right, Tate Litchfield, what don't we know about you? Uh,
0: it's hard to follow that. I, mean, I know. I'm glad you went to Tate next. Thank you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Not me. I have been <laughs> to five of the seven continents <laughs> on the earth. I, wow. have, I need to get to Australia and Antarctica, and then I'll have visited everywhere.
1: Wow. Why would you go to Antarctica just to say you've been there?
0: Check it, just it 's a bucket list, right?
1: could you ice fish there? like what can you do on the Antarctica?
0: you go i I mean you go on a cruise I guess you, it doesn't even sound that glamorous, actually. I was reading a blog about a guy who went there recently, and they were on like a research vessel, and it was ridiculously expensive, and they just kind of pulled up to a chunk of land or ice, and he jumped off, got his photo taken, and then they got back on the vessel and kind of called it but i don't know i'm I'm this close at this point i'm committed right i don't have a choice
1: yeah that's (laughs) right that's right mike zeno and i could do the wim hof method in antarctica we were like oh we're not cold at all
3: my pool is getting cold i did it this morning did you do it
1: oh yeah
4: there's a (laughs) johnny cash song about that too right i've been everywhere
1: yeah i've been everywhere man pretty good there you go Pretty good not as good as uh, my Boston accent, but... Pretty, pretty. I like
3: the potatoes when <laughs> you do for Florida. That's my favorite accent. Pretty good. <laughs>
1: By the way, do you hear like, the Herb- my Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry David impersonation? Pretty, pretty, pretty. I love Curb. Uh, all right, Tate. How about you, Mike Zeno? What do we know uh, about you?
3: Well... Let's see. I'm probably the only, I'll say I'm probably the only Boston person you guys talk to and know I'm not into sports. I don't follow sports. And this is like, I'm only firefighter that I know who doesn't follow sports. They all get it after 20 years. They all, I'm like the, uh, the, you know, they make the jokes and all that, but it doesn't bother me. I just, I'd rather read a book. The Patriots are playing in the Super Bowl. I'm in the other room. I'm trying to keep these guys down. Why are you so loud? It's the Patriots or the Super Bowl. I'm like, what? I don't even know. So I, I, don't, I don't follow sports. It's not my thing. So I don't know. Um, that's one thing, and I secretly eat sweet bread during all these meetings. That's my other thing.
1: Ooh, I'm just trying. I'm, them all I'm out, telling. Scott. I'm, I'm telling i trying to make Laura. Sure I
3: can bring the right one to you, Scott. So I've been testing them.
1: Mike, Lauren's not going to be happy. You're going. I thought you were doing paleo.
3: We're supposed to, but see, I'm, I'm suffering for Scott. I'm <laughs> suffering so I can bring the right loaf to him this week. Only a couple of days left. If I get it wrong, Scott's going to be upset. I, I've been testing them all.
1: <laughs> oh man. Wow. Orlando is going to be great for you, Scott.
2: Todd. There's my
3: loaf. This is not the one you'll get, Scott. This will be bad by then.
2: <laughs> Here, here's the loaf. Here's one slice left because I've been eating it all. <laughs> you, you know, Mike, you know what's interesting about
1: that? My middle son is the same way. He doesn't like, lo- I love sports. My oldest son loves sports. My daughter doesn't really care about sports. My mother's my wife. Like, my middle son looks at me he's like, Dad, you're not playing. Why do you care? I'm yeah. like, Yeah, I, it's a psychological disorder, son. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. He's like, He's like you didn't accomplish anything. Like what? Oh, He's like you didn't lose anything. He's like you think they're gonna care about you? Oh. If, if, uh, you know, I wore a happening? Bruins
3: one time. I went to a, Laura and I went to a bar together. a Nice little meal. Nobody in there. Real quiet. One other couple. And I'm wearing. I only bought it because I liked the colorway. The way the colors looked. It was on. It was a Bruins shirt. I just I zipped it up. Got Bruins. What's your face? It's like an hour long. Asking me questions about the Bruins. I'm like, oh man, never
1: again. Never again. <laughs> didn't didn't Gordy Howe play for the Bruins? I don't know. <laughs> Speaking don't, of
0: sports, how know. about the Las Vegas Golden Knights hockey team? Huh? Any hockey fans up there?
1: We're all American, what? Tate. Oh, jeez, Tate's from well, Canada.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm from Canada. I guess that's another thing people didn't know. But look look at this picture. We got uh, obviously hockey's important to us here, and. Well, it's important to me. Look at this. I took a little baby daisy. Oh, can I not upload it? Oh,
1: the little baby girl.
0: Look at this. I took the baby to her first Golden Knight hockey game the other night. We're
2: still in her.
0: Yeah, I was babysitting. We went to the hockey (laughs) game. (laughs) Oh, I got to see this. Take a look at that photo. Just take a look at that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh she's got the little pink headphones on she is so yeah, it was weird. loud in
0: there it was loud wow. we had to protect her ears yeah so when you're in vegas maybe we can schedule our next boot camp around a hockey game because i got season tickets so oh, there you go, like definitely
1: that. definitely uh wow. awesome well scott todd what do we know about you
2: all right well you know this is a little um this you're, is you're, pri- you're a private guy aren't you no, no, no. I'm I'm not a private guy. Um, look, going back, believe it or not, at one point in time, I had a pretty decent head of hair, right? Like, you know, it this was before kids, before marriage, you know, all this other stuff. I I actually had a head of hair. And in high school, it was pretty strong, man. Right. Like, it was pretty strong. And um basically, you know, Top Gun was out, and uh, you know. So I got my hair, like, cut, and the very top was extremely, like, spiky. You remember spiked hair, right? So because of it, all the kids at school gave me a nickname of Spike. And then here's the other part is I can't sing, okay? Like, I can't sing. But I was in the choir at school, and we all had, like, custom shirts made, and mine had Spike on it as the nickname, right? Right. But I can't sing, and I have no more spiky hair. Well, I guess in a way it's a little spiky. But, you know, that's kind of a little tidbit about me. Did you have a mullet?
4: I did not have a mullet. It would have you gone know. good with
3: the spike. I yeah. thought that's
4: where he was going for me sure. Me too.
0: I, oh, I, wow. I had my fingers crossed. I was like, did I you know,
4: Work
1: in the
2: front, fun <laughs> in the back. Scott Todd. <laughs> that did not happen. But, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe I can grow it back. I don't know. Scott's like, but I'm a huge Kid Rock fan.
3: So if you go to a reunion, they call you Spike still.
2: I don't know. I'm in the reunion. Oh, okay. Huh. <laughs> How does he I don't know. It? I don't know. Eat some more bread, Mike.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you guys something you might not know about me. Uh, did you guys know that I used to do magic? I used to do magic shows. I was a pretty good magician, and I can do to this day. I can still do sleight of hand. And I can still do card tricks, and I can still be that annoying guy at a party that'll be like, hey, do you want to see a trick?
0: I'll
1: All right, show guys. us the trick. I'll show us the trick. Prove, well,
0: prove
1: it. You want me to prove it real fast here?
0: And don't turn your screen off and say you disappeared. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> him being like, you see me now?
1: I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Now you I'll don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do the trick uh, in Orlando. I'll, I'll do it. But like... you know he's
4: got to practice the the young
1: kids like when they come over they love me like do it do the magic do the magic i'm like okay so so i know magic that's uh that's one thing
2: do your your kids like do you do magic for their friends and embarrass them
1: no i well first of all if i just shared oxygen with my children's friends i embarrass them okay (laughs) so i try to leave the room so and, not, like, yeah. like, and if i like with my, with my daughter, my wife reminds me, she's like, Mark, don't make conversation with her friends. Don't say anything to them because you'll embarrass her. Like, why, don't okay.
0: you do, why don't you drop your uh, knowledge of rap culture on them?
1: And no, okay, so the other thing that I don't think a lot of people know about is that I love rap. And I love Kanye West, J. Cole, Snoop Dogg. I got an old school public enemy. I've been to concerts, and uh, yeah, so I'm a, I'm a huge uh, rap fan, and it's uh, it's something people might not you know can, peg me, peg me. It's not it's not that geeky. It's kind of like hip and cool to to do, but I, I love it.
2: So can you rap? <laughs> uh, no, but I can I can imitate. Did Did you know that uh, you I'm know, on an
1: ultra light beam. I'm in an ultralight beam. This is a God dream.
2: This is a God <laughs> dream. This is
1: everything. Wow. That is uh, from Life of Pablo, Ultralight Beam, which I think arguably might be one of the best rap songs ever. So Apple out? Music fans, I'll, I'll agree Kanye West, Ultralight Beam.
0: I'll agree with you on that.
2: I'm not doing it justice. All right. At all. Did, did you know that uh, when Eminem got sued um, over – I don't know, many years ago that um, when the judge delivered his verdict, he actually wrapped the verdict. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. Check out uh, Eminem uh, lawsuit wrapping judge.
1: It's real. That's very cool. That's very cool. Um, Well, that was really – I thought that was an interesting segment. And, you know, no huge bombshells. I I was kind of thinking Eric Peterson would be like, oh, nobody knows I have a second family. But he didn't. He
0: knows, like, that's, carrying lightsaber. That's because yeah. you, you told us it all had to be G-rated. Otherwise, we would have heard some real juicy stuff from. Yeah, I own.
1: mean, you know, I and you know, I, you know, I had to say that to Zeno. By the way, <laughs> he's the only one I was worried about.
3: I'm all that. about the G rating.
1: <clears throat> no, I, I. Yeah, no, I know you. You and the firehouse cu- culture for sure. So, all right, tips of the week. Oh. Let's get let's get some good tips of the week. Eric, You're breaking up, Mark. We, we, yeah, we got I got to go, guys. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Have a good <laughs> lunch. <laughs> got to go. All right, you guys. Are, I've got, I thought we were I, cutting I,
1: this,
4: I've
0: this segment.
1: I, I've got two tips of the week, and they're great. Do you guys want to see my tip? Okay, let's go. Okay, the first one How about is. about five-on-one, four-on-one? Four-on-one, I'm taking it on. The first tip of the week is Integromat.com. I-N-T-E-G-R-O-M-A-T.com. It is a legit Zapier.com competitor and it's less money. And it's, I would argue, the user interface is uh, way more elegant than Zapier. Integromat.com. Save money and have a better user experience. Boom. I could drop the mic right there, guys. Check it out. Really? But I'm not going to drop the mic right there because I've got another tip of the week. I mean, if I have to do five, I'll do five. If you guys aren't gonna carry me at all,
0: well,
2: well um, wait a minute. I'm still looking at this last one, man. Like this thing, yeah.
1: Integra, man, it's cool.
2: Eric Peterson,
1: cool. are you digging
2: it?
4: Yeah, I'm. I'm looking for a integration with a mailing service because that's something I've been looking for. So, um,
1: well, why don't you just use not, Lob?
4: No, no, not like Lob. Like to to print a label to send a closing package or something.
1: Oh, oh, okay, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay,
4: okay, Mike, this, uh, Mark, this might be pretty
2: good, man. This might. Thank be you, great. thank you. This it's it's, it's it's like
1: IFTT, and Zapier had a baby. This Integromat.
2: might be, wait, wait, wait. What's this integration with California Bank and Trust? What are they doing there?
1: Boom! It's awesome, man. Integromat.
2: Okay. Okay. I'm going to have to spend like, I don't know, 14 hours tonight. Look at this. I know. I
1: I have. And it's awesome.
2: Citibank. They integrate with Citibank too. Yeah. But look at
1: the pricing. Nine bucks. Nine bucks. 10,000 operations, one gig data transfer, five minute interview. You can do a thousand operations
2: for free. I don't know how many i spend, but man, I, I think I spend like $50 a month. I, and I don't think I used it. at least months. up here. Okay. Okay. This is, this has, okay. Oh. Okay. This is, this is pretty mic. good. This is pretty good. This is like my air table. Well, like, I don't come know, up with great tips, but when I lighting, do they're great, lightning strikes once a quarter for you. It's okay.
1: Ouch. <sighs> oh. That hurt. I miss, right. I miss the compassionate Scott. What's, what's the next
2: one? What's the
0: next
1: All one? right. The next one is, okay. So I was complaining to Scott earlier today that I got to lose a few LBs, right? Um, I, you know, I was traveling. I kind of let myself go a little bit. and Anyways, I went to a function. Long story short, my, my suit did not fit. So if anyone's ever experienced that, that feeling of, oh gosh, this won't button. Uh, it's not a fun feeling. So I'm doing the Tim Ferriss slow carb diet and typically I have like, I eat big at boot camp, and I told Scott like no, no white, no flour for me until Saturday, which is my cheat day. And, uh, he's like, okay, I won't judge, but I think, I think he said that. And then I think I heard him say something to his wife, like, you know, Mark's ruining it for all of us, but I'm not sure (laughs) if he was, if he was mouthing that or what, but, um, if you're dieting, right, the, the problem with it is, like, well, what the hell do I eat now? It used to be really easy, like, have a sandwich, have, you know, you know, whatever. So there's a website called swole.me, swole.me, and it uh, takes all the thinking out of it. Like, what am I going to eat? And it does it. So check out swole.me. All right. Okay, all right. What do you think?
2: And it's free, by the way. So that, that's two tips of the week. So, so how I, many calories am I eating in four meals, Mark? How many? I, I don't count calories.
1: I don't care about calories.
2: Well, it's asking me how many calories you want to eat
1: today. Uh, uh, say 5,000. No. I don't know. 2,500, 3,000. I'm going to gain weight that way. No, you're not. Just don't. It's, it's not calories. It's, it's the kind of calories. It's, you don't want to eat. The, the, the sugar, it's all about insulin, right?
2: Okay, all right. So it's saying like I can eat, you know, for dinner, I can eat chicken and brown rice with some vegetables. Okay, all right. Okay, this is pretty good too.
1: All right, all right. My third tip of the week is a book <laughs> I'm reading, which I'm really enjoying. It is, uh, I mean, when I say I'm reading it, I'm not really reading it, I'm listening to it. It's a guide to the good life by William B. Arvine, uh, The Ancient Art of Stoic Joy. And I'm really loving it. And uh, there's a lot of really, uh, you know, Mike Zeno Zen-like wisdom. Uh, and I think the Stoics get a bad rap. So check out A Guide to the Good Life, The Ancient Art
2: of Stoic Joy. <coughs> Should I give two more? You're on a roll, man. I mean, Oops. you're doing all of our work for us. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, this is the hardest I've worked uh, on a podcast in a long time. All right. Um, okay. Let's see here. <laughs> searching deep, or oh. searching deep. All right, Still, hold we on. Have one if well, you... I want to
1: get. I want to get a good one. I want to get a good one. I, I don't want to take the one because I just downloaded it and I really liked it. But you know what? I'm going to take it anyways. It is free video email for Gmail. It's a Chrome extension. And it's really easy. It's free. Um, You know, somebody buys raw land from you. Send them a quick, you know, instead of sending them an email, thank you for your purchase with Frontier Equity Properties. Shoot them a personalized email for free. It is, uh, go to freevideoemail.com. You can learn more about it at cloudhq.net. Or you can just go to the extension tab if you're using Gmail. Um, So that's the fourth one. And uh, I think Scott already gave that a few weeks ago as well but the same company does a great screenshot for free as well cloudhq.net two two cool productive chrome extensions a great book and two amazing websites the land geek
2: audi yeah
1: good podcast guys are we good we're good mark
2: yeah i mean we this tip of the week thing was exhausting for us
1: all right, so so the next five weeks, I don't have to come up with a tip, correct?
0: No, 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 no. No, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: is that oh, fair? Wait, we
2: didn't say that. No, 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 four, no. Four Mike's like four weeks. Four, my, Mike, Mike, no. you're breaking up. We can't, we can't see or hear you. Four <laughs> weeks is fair. I didn't know we could like do them all at one time and like take take like. Bank.
0: <laughs> yeah, that seems like kind of like a cheat to me.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, you. What would Superman do? He'd come back tomorrow next week with four more.
0: Yeah, I think you just set the bar for yourself. As a yeah. land geek, I think you should only be able to deliver tips of the week in increments of five. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And you have to do an Arizona you know, for that
4: yeah. you, know,
1: <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't going to bring this up on the podcast. And I didn't want to get nasty. But oh. my wife put in the dishwasher my Team Tate coffee mug. Uh-oh. And it's and it, it gone. So, oh, Karen and Ken, God. thank you for that, that mug. <laughs> but now it's just a regular plain coffee mug that I delightfully drink from because I don't (laughs) Don't, have to look.
2: Don't worry. Tate. Mine is still in use at the Marriott. I'm sure.
0: Well, I've still got mine. So I guess I'm on my own team now. So that's it, man. Jeez. It's a tough crew.
1: All right. Well, I want to thank all the listeners for putting up with our shenanigans. Um, If you guys want to learn more, go to the forward slash training. Um, Schedule a call with uh, Mike or Scott. Learn more about flight school as well. And that's Scott Bossman, by the way, uh, not Scott Todd. And uh, also just, you know, give us some love. Go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Send us a screenshot of your review to support at thelantic.com. We're going to send you for free the $97 passive income launch kit. Today's podcast again. Is sponsored by landboto.com and postingdomination.com forward slash the land geek. You guys ready? Ready? One, One two, two, three. three. Let, Let
2: freedom ring. ring.